a beautiful day in the neighborhood and we had an absolute blast this week with everything michael i mean it was, it was a big week nothing like you're gonna make fun of the eia you get to dig in a little bit of drone pal you get to talk about electric battery tanks and you know a couple shots at, at bp ceo bernard looney can't hurt um oh, no. what what was the biggest thing you saw this week well i'll tell you what uh, getting to see whether or not Jerome Powell actually knew what he was talking about when he actually sits back and says the American lower in income folks are doing just fine by putting all of their bills on their credit card at 26%. He thinks that's okay. Load them up, baby. Load them up. Speaking Load of, you got to talk credit card bills after this. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to have our own uh, energy newsbeat credit card. Yes, yes. We're ICOing the thing, initial coin offering. So you get EMB coins, you send us dollars. It's a, it's it's a it's a sweet thing. Um, but we have a great show lined up for you guys. All of our top stories in the week. We appreciate you checking us out. We will be back on Monday to bring you the top stories from over the weekend and get you prepped for the week. But until then, guys, we'll see you. I'm giving up to the weekly recap. Uh, California sues oil giants uh, alleging climate risks deception. This is about as dumb as it gets. Let me come on down here. And uh, the deception is just horrible. Rob Bonta, uh, the California attorney, Michael, filed this and he filed it against. We're talking a who's who of the oil companies. Uh, targeted ExxonMobil, Shell, BP, ConocoPhillips, and Chevron. And it's because of the deceptions that our oil and gas are uh, hiding the fact of how bad fossil fuels are. Let's get a quote from him. Oil and gas company executives have known for decades that reliance on fossil fuels would cause these catastrophic results, but they suppress that information from the public and policymakers by actively pushing out the disinformation on the topic. Read the 135-page complaint. This, it, it caused a delay to global warming response. Michael? I'm going to call hoo-ha on this. This is not only hoo-ha. I would swear if this wasn't a, a family show, this is about as kind of like an OU graduate, if you would. Uh, ooh. Ooh. I, have you seen that meme where that little girl is crying or it's actually a uh, short and the little girl's crying and he goes, oh. dad, call me a Democrat. Okay. <laughs> I've seen that. That's funny. Okay. What I think is interesting is this. So this lawsuit is, you know, as Stu mentions, alleging that they've quote downplayed the risk posed by fossil fuels. Who are those companies target Exxon, Shell, BP, ConocoPhillips, Chevron. What I find interesting is that BP for all of the green push that they've done and and we talked about it at nauseum last week with the news of their CEO stepping down due to uh, some unpronounced relationships. But right. what was the goal when he took over in 2016? They shift. They, they, they were going to become beyond petroleum. They were going to move and really push that renewables forward. And guess what? For all that hard work, 
for all that investment, guess what? When it comes to being looped into what really is just a vanity lawsuit, like this is just to get right. headlines. This is just for the press release. They still get looped into it. Imagine being in investor relations at BP. You got to think, what more can we do? We, you Outside of abandoning oil and gas altogether, there's nothing you can do. So take note if you're an oil and gas company. You can do everything right. You right. can placate the ESG people. And guess what? When it comes down to it, they're still going to loop you in with everybody else because it's not a serious discussion. That's what I took out of this. Oh, absolutely. And and what we're seeing is like the climate scientist that just admitted that he fraudulently did everything, you know, to uh, get his reports. So there's fraud on both parts. I I disagree with this 100 percent. Just for the same shocker, reason. Stu and I disagree with this one. I know everyone was, <laughs> was wait a minute, yeah, on hands and knees wondering where do they come down on this climate lawsuit. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I need to get my defibrillator out because you know I'm shocking myself here. All right, legislature approves plan allowing California to buy power paid with more surge charges to consumers. Of course, Michael, just as a tee up on what this is, Governor Newsom, uh, the pretty boy of politics. He is setting it up for permission to buy massive amounts of electricity to avoid blackouts. And Michael, it's going to be from neighboring states. Are you ready? By natural gas and coal. Perfect. I mean, we're, we're talking things that they have been trying to avoid, but because they have gone, as Jay Young would say, greener, they have just totally gone into the solar and wind, highest energy cost in the U.S., five companies, roughly Michael, they paid $750 million to lease areas off the California coast. Here's what the problem is. Those projects could generate enough electricity for 3.5 million homes. They can't get them connected. Oops. Five, here, here, $750 million just to lease land? I mean, right. and you think oil and gas leasing is expensive where you hear words like 10,000 an acre, 20,000 acre and things go crazy. But I want to know what the per acre cost of that is that this could go down $750 million just to lease land. Is this not just a government scheme to grab money? Because like, ooh, we're just going to auction off all this leases that we know no one's going to actually build on because it's once they actually do the math. Right. Who, who's underwriting these deals? I'd love to see that financial model. We're going to talk about that in some of the next stories here. Um, This one kind of gets me all worked up. When you sit back and say, California has moved quickly to end its reliance on fossil fuels in recent years. State regulatory uh, have banned the sale of most new gas powered cars in 2035, but the state struggled. Michael, Mm -hmm. they're still using 70% of the oil drilled in the rainforest drilled by China. They're destroying the rainforest and they are energy. Hypocrisy is alive and well. All right. Yeah. It's, I mean, what what do you expect from uh, California? Oh yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm, I like my haircut better than Newsom's. It's faster in the shower for our podcast listeners. I got a a flesh colored hairline. (laughs) All right. Here's 10 red flags of warning for looming recession. This one uh, is very interested. It came from the messenger by Al Lewis, very uncertain economic uh, outlook. Let's see. The outlook remains highly uncertain, said um, 
the folks at the conference board, the index is based off of 10 components ranging on ranging from stock prices and interest rates to unemployment claims and consumer uh, expectations for business conditions. So let's come down into here. Consumers are not buying big ticket purchases. Uh, I guess Biden economics is working here. So you got to love that one. Uh, we saw some switch even to some canned products like canned chicken and canned tuna and things like that. Costco's chief financial officer, Richard uh, Galani, uh, told analyst on a May conference call. That's huge in itself right there. Uh, going to canned uh, food instead of uh, eating uh, chicken because of the pricing. Regarding banks, outlook for the second half of 2023, banks reported expecting further tightening of standards of all loan categories. How does that impact that impacts the uh, car loans so that the car dealers are in trouble? We already know the EVs are in trouble. Uh, and there's really piling up on the lots. The housing industry with the higher rates, they're having some serious problems moving houses. And then you have commercial real estate because of the people leaving the blue cities and blue states. I believe New York City is around that 45% to 50% commercial vacant. So you have some hard things coming around the corner. Goldman Sachs says that $1.8 trillion in corporate debt is coming due over the next two years and will have to be refinanced at higher interest rates. Holy smokes, recessions occur as debt levels peak and borrowers begin to default. Guys, th these are some serious problems coming around the corner. Here's another one. This is the ISM Manufacturing Purchasing Manufacturers uh, Index. Orders are, in fact, falling faster than factories are cutting output. The other side effect of all this is we have a world global slowing economic forecast because of energy. The number one problem is energy and printing money. We cannot print money to pay for renewables that won't pay for the technology in order to get um, Robert Bryce says it best when he talks about the energy density. Go follow Robert Bryce, buy all of his books. He is an outstanding source for information. Inflation is sticky and the Fed isn't done. Here's the last one that I'm going to deal on this one. The only way, and I have been uh, trolled on this a lot, the only way that I feel that we are going to get inflation under control is reduce the energy cost to consumers, reduce the interest rate so that business can afford capital and they can start reinvesting into it. Get rid of the horrific regulations that are now the legislation through regulations is going on right now. And uh, I didn't vote for all these regulations coming through and it is starting to really hurt all U.S. citizens. So the only way out lower energy costs and go through these other steps. You don't do that. You cannot do any of these other steps without lowering energy uh, costs and it won't happen. So 
you know, uh, buckle up. We are in for some interesting times here. David Blackman, uh, Monday's energy absurdity of the day. Ford CEO prioritizes EV transition over employee demands amid the uh, UAW strike. Michael, I got tickled at this one. I love uh, David Blackman, but I want to ask you something. Uh, the Ford CEO, his name is Jim Farley. Do you think that he ever did an imitation at a Christmas party of the Chris Farley of the consultant in a van down by the river? Could you imagine the CEO of Ford going, I can bet you live in a van down by the river. I would pay money for that one. Okay, let's jump onto this story here. What he looked like on CNN last week. It's about, that's exactly where I was going. Okay, uh, here we are. In an interview with CNN's Jake Tapper last week, Farley left no room for doubt that his company's pursuit of government subsidies for the ongoing EV transition far outweighs any real concerns about the company's employees. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, Bidenomics, which we'll cover here in a second, Biden's uh, EV rebates have caused so many people heartburn. They have a new hotline for help. 1-800-I-don't-understand-Biden's uh, EV policies. And uh, let's go here. Several weeks ago, Ford plans to lose $4.5 billion on its EV unit in 2023, Michael. Ooh. That's sustainable. They're losing $67,000 per car sold in the EV unit. Yep. And he says, while the company wasn't opposed to wage increases, the double digit range going to 40% would put the company out of business and he would not cut Ford's push for EVs, even though the company is expecting to lose $4.5 billion this year alone. Here's a quote from him. There is a fine line that we won't go past, which is we want everyone to participate in our success, Farley said. But if it prevents us from investing in this transition to EVs and future products like the one we have now, the new Ford 150 best-selling vehicle in the world, in the U.S., then everybody's job is at risk if we don't invest. And remember, this is important because the United Auto Workers Association is striking right now. The big three, GM, yep. Ford, and Thalassus, whichever one that owns Jeep and Chrysler, um, they're all they're all striking right now. They want right. 40% wages. At first, that sounds outrageous. It's probably way too high. I mean, not way right. too high. It's probably a little high, but you have to take into account that's over a four-year business plan or a four-year span. That's not that that's including inflation. So if you include the inflation that we're dealing with right now, it's really like a 10 to 15% raise. But the fact of the matter is Ford is giving them a is is has laid out uh, 10 or like a 20, 22 percent raise on the fact that they're losing four and a half billion on EVs. So I love David Backman's point here. They are willing to pour money at a losing proposition in order to line their pockets, which is a quote that I'm about to read here, line their pockets with government subsidies while the workers eat it in the shorts. This is exactly how the frame of it is going. President Sean Fan, he wrote this as an op-ed. He's the president of the UAW. He says, quote, we will not let the EV industry be built on the backs of workers making poverty wages while CEOs line their pockets with government subsidies. I can get behind that one, Stu. I can too. I'll tell you, the the whole thing about this is 
I want the uh, union workers to build a Ford 150 van for Farley so that he can go down there and say, I live in a van down by the river and and have him try to negotiate there. I, I just find it appalling that we're here now because we should go to hybrids rather than EVs until the technology is there. You're not going to go there. Biden's policies have put us in this situation. In fact, today, Michael, the unions asked Biden not to help out and negotiate this deal. <laughs> Can you blame him? No, I don't want Biden to help. I hope Biden retires early. I wouldn't yeah. want Biden's help making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. No, I I would want nothing. Um, All right. Rishi uh, Sunak, uh, he's the prime minister over in the UK, announces you turn on key green targets. Michael, can you hear this? Yep, I've pop, got pop, this. Pop, 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 pop. Those are all <laughs> the green heads blowing up. And, and pop, pop, pop. All these, these heads are just exploding. Yep. Okay. He announced a major U-turn in the government's climate uh, commitments as he promised to put his party on a more radical path in an attempt to close the gap with labor before the general election. What he's doing is several key moves. And let's get down into the meat here. He says, I've got an opportunity to change things. And what I don't want to do is make another short term decision, uh, easy ways out and ultimately not be straight with the country at what those mean for them. If we continued uh, just a hair more, if we continue down this path, we risk losing the consent of the British people. The resulting backlash would not just be against specific policies, but the wider mission itself, meaning we might never achieve our goal. I got to hand it to him. He is going in and one of the biggest things that he's doing is way down in the bottom of the article. He's also rolling back the sale of ICE cars or internal combustion engine cars so that it's going to add another, I believe, three or four years on it. And so he's trying to uh, extend that out. The average person cannot afford the uh, EVs with. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that yesterday with the um, strikes going on in the, uh, the U.S. This is really going to change things. And when you sit back, the last thing in here, prices in the U.K. for energy, Michael, when somebody is actually having to pay their electric bill or eat. That's where they are right now in the UK. So do politicians want to get reelected or do they want to get mugged by the people? Let's see, reelect. And then you're going to see that this is part of the ESG movement that is now collapsing. And so the investors started it and saying we need our money. And then now the politicians in the UK are going uh, we can't pay for this. That well, because I mean, amongst all of these rollouts, the one that has everybody up in arms is the sale of EVs or the phasing out of petrol diesel vehicles, as they call it in the United uh, in the UK from 2030 petrol. to 2035. So that's it's really only five years. I mean, people are heads are exploding over really just a five year rollback. 
That's what I think is the craziest part about this. Everyone's freaking out. Didn't really do anything other than say, hey, we're going to give ourselves more time to achieve this goal. Move right. the goals to allow us to actually realistically hit it. I mean, again, yep. I would have gone, for, hopefully have gone to gone farther. You know, you got to remember, this came after a pretty crazy 24 hours. You have to remember, he was going to announce this in a planned speech, but it was leaked to the press. So he had to basically announce this 48 hours sooner than he would like to. Because cab in, in the, the UK, the way their government works, the cabinet still needs to sign off on this. Right. Well, it, this is just like New York City when you and I and uh, New York, when you and I were talking yesterday, all those in favor, let's go ahead and cut all petroleum products and mm-hmm. oil and gas out of New York. All those in favor. OK, yeah, we're in. Cut them off. And it's the same thing with uh, the UK. It's now oh. done. Anyway, it's the same thing with the UK. This is almost like Brexit in that they are now admitting that they have a problem. And if you want to go ahead and get there, they need natural gas. They need less renewables and they need to keep their cars because they can't afford the batteries. Absolutely. Electric batteries on tanks. Gotta love it. Oh, U.S. Army electric tanks on hold as battery technology develops. Mm. You can't buy this kind of entertainment. And, you know, do you remember what, four months ago or so we had that, maybe even five months ago, we had the solar panels going on to EV, I mean, on to tanks. Mm -hmm. There's some technology and Mm -hmm. physics involved in this. Let's go through this here in a sec. Army needs 20-fold increase in battery charging. Let me give you some numbers here. There are no EVs uh, deployed in the battlefield because right now, uh, Michael, if you park in a electric bike into your apartment, they blowed up. I mean, like Larry the Cable <laughs> Guy would go, that just blowed up the whole impar- apartment. They're not going to, I mean, you hit a shell or a 22 round at a tank, it will blow up. All right, let's go in here and it says, The technology challenges mean not a single all-electric fighting vehicle is currently deployed in the field. Really? But don't worry, the Defense Department is hoping intense interest in scaling up batteries for consumer and utilities will lead to break. No splash. Probably won't. No. Okay. To charge a 50-ton tracked combat vehicle inside the Army's Preferred envelope of 15 minutes, soldiers would need a 17 megawatt charging station, more than 20 times bigger than the largest mobile generator the Army currently has. <laughs> Do you know how much diesel you got all to the front line to charge these tanks? Do a lot, yeah. Uh, I just, I'm, okay, which came first? You bring the charging thing and then you bring all the tankers to charge it. And then they said, uh, oh, this is safer for the men because they won't have to deal with the fuel, the very volatile fuel. Hogwash. They're, I mean, this is here's my thing. If you could actually come up with a battery that stored more in theory, this Army Lieutenant Governor, this Lieutenant General Ross Kaufman, who says this, he uses the phrase ideally. And I agree with him. Ideally, you would be able to go all electric because of the benefit. The problem is we don't live in an ideal world. We live in a world and we live in reality. And unfortunately, reality and physics still mean something. Oh, yeah. And now um, when you sit back and take a look, 
We have to be mindful of equipping uh, equipping our sons and daughters of this nation with something that's going to be reliable and useful in the battlefield. All right. Leave that one alone. I know what's going to be useful in the battlefield. Not batteries. No. Uh, would you? Okay. Michael, when you've got a 50 ton tank and you add 48 tons of battery to make that 50 ton tank work, you got a 90 ton piece of crap driving around. You think it's going to get through the mud and the Russian snow? Heck no. It's going to end up in some battery graveyard in the middle of Africa. Oh, yeah. And the kids are going to get to mine it. Yep. It's going to, you know, kill all the elephants. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. Hey, instead, now it's going to move from saving the whales to saving the elephants. I think you've identified the neck round for PETA. Save the okay. elephants, folks. They call me the people's man, the popel. <laughs> popel. <laughs> Pops too. We appreciate it. Uh.